Did you know that kinky wellness is integral to your self-development? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness, the ultimate destination to explore the integral connection between kinky wellness and your personal development. I'm your host and kinky wellness coach, Dana Shergill, and I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. Don't forget to join me each Monday as I bring on a special guest to dive into specific aspects of kinky wellness. So let's strip away the shame and taboo together and have an open conversation about it. Hey, and welcome back. I know that this podcast isn't even near delivering on Wednesday, but I do want to say thank you for waiting for this episode. I know I said that I would be better at posting, but truth be told, my husband and I got sick at the beginning of last week. And on a personal front, I had a bit of a turbulent week, so I needed to kind of fall apart in order to put myself back together again. But alas, I've worked out my problems and gone through my shit, right? We all have those off days or off weeks, maybe even an off month, but it's all about how you bounce back. So now I've bounced back and we're going to jump right back into it because tomorrow we do have Brooke coming on the show. So I know this week I said I was going to talk about epigenetics and I am going to get to that, but I'm going to wait till the end of the episode because epigenetics is quite an interesting topic. But first, before we get into this, um... I wanted to take some time to actually tell you about what goes down inside a kinky hotel takeover, because if you've been following along, you should know that last weekend, I had the privilege of speaking on the truths and benefits of kinky wellness at the 14th annual Valentine's in Niagara Couples Convention, which is also known as VIN. Now, VIN is a lifestyles event that is put on by a company that does host some other events, not just VIN. So I'm going to put the links inside the description. But for this particular event, it was inside a hotel with a really cool pool area, if I don't mind saying myself. It was like, we're going to get into it, but like basically the pool area, when you first walk in, it's like super tropically and there's there's trees and there's like a bar and it's connected to a restaurant. It's quite, quite great. And the whole event includes live entertainment. There's dances, there's body painting. And of course, this year there were sex related seminars and workshops, which is where I come in because not only did I do the talk, the partition also vendored there. And we also looked after the kink playroom, which was also referred to as a dungeon alongside Martin of FF Fun Furniture which reminds me, make sure to keep your eyes open this month because the Sex Furniture Basics video will be releasing on YouTube sometime this month. And for those of you that want to kind of catch in before I start to upload other videos, I am going to be doing some more face videos on YouTube. So stay tuned for that because that's very exciting. But truth be told, going to Vin this year was my first hotel takeover. And that's why I want to let you in on a little bit about what it is, because if you are curious, I want you to know that it's not that much different than going to a sex club. There's a party or some sort of action going on everywhere you look. There is sex positive coaches, there's pleasure tools around, there's lots of people mingling and whatever, you know, wearing whatever they want. And that includes having the option to wear nothing at all. And how people can do that and how the hotel is allowed to let guests be naked is that they tape up the window so no one can see in or no one can see out, right? And there's this big sign on the doorway saying that they're closed for the weekend and only the people that are attending the event are allowed to know the address. So trust that when you are coming to an event like this, that the organizers have your right to privacy at the top of their list, right? And there's a number of rules, right? You can't take pictures, you can't really have your phone out. 
And similar rules in a sex club apply here. And this also goes for people that are attending. People of all demographics come to lifestyles events. It's not reserved for one type of group of people or specific ages. You are going to see different races, body types, ages, and whatever else demographic you can think of. And the great thing about lifestyles event is that it really is open to anyone who appreciates and wants to exercise their right for sexual freedom alongside like-minded people. And although yes, there is sex going on, you know, there's other types of connection that's going on. You're going to have to get ready to experience human connection on another level than the average person doesn't really get to experience. And what I mean by saying this is one example is you're going to see a lot of nudity, right? Like I said, people are allowed to walk around naked. So you're going to have to get comfortable being around the human form and seeing what human bodies actually look like. Now, for some, this is easier said than done. Unfortunately, because we live in an environment where we cannot escape the constant bombardment of edited bodies or altered figures, we have endless advertisements of what the quote perfect body looks like. And because we've been so far removed from what a regular, you know, quote, regular uh, body looks like, more and more people think that they are below beauty standards and are, or at least from what I can see and people along my age group is that there's a strong fear of aging. I'm not sure if this is something that I see, but overall in general, like we really have created this strong developing fear of aging. And although yes, aging is a part of life and we shouldn't be fearful of it. I do want to remind you, well, at least at this point, we should know, right? If we take care of our body and our mind and our soul and our wellness as a whole, our body, mind, and soul will give back to us in the form of good health. And this is what allows us to help us get in the age gracefully mindset and stop holding on to this idea that, you know, we constantly all need to look 10 years younger than we actually are because being worried about aging, ironically, is just going to make you age faster. But again, I want to be clear here that just because you're going to see naked people, if you come to a lifestyles event, doesn't mean that you yourself have to get naked. If you don't want to get naked, that's fine. But seeing people who are confident in their own skin to start around in their birthday suits and smile and like not think twice of it, it's contagious, right? And there's this aura of self-love that is palatable. Like to be naked inside my own house is one thing, but I've never actually been like completely naked at a sex club or at a retreat or anything like that. And I want to, but even myself, I have issues of kind of breaking free. And I feel like I do have to have like some sort of something on, right? And even though I have confidence, like it's still nerve wracking to be naked in front of people you don't know, right? So I think at this point, any nudist is really qualified, at least in my eyes, to teach a confidence class, because they're the ones that are being confident in their own skin around people that they don't know. And being confident and comfortable enough in our own skin to at least be naked in front of strangers I believe is a very, very difficult and hard challenge that we have. But it also doesn't help that we live in this environment where the human body has also been overly sexualized, right? So the idea that a naked body can just be a naked body instead of just immediately being tied to sex is not that common. 
when we think of naked people, we think of sexual activities, we think of something, something to do with sex, but that is not the case, right? We have forgotten that our body, yes, our body is sexy and we should feel sexy about it. It's also the vessel that carries us during our lifetime. So I kind of want to ask you a question. I want to see how you feel about nudity and take a moment to see how your body reacts when you think of the possibility of maybe you being naked in front of a group of strangers. Do you get uncomfortable? Do you immediately get aroused? Can you view the naked body as just a naked body? There's no rush in answering this, but you can also flip the script, right? Like, how would you feel about seeing strangers naked? Does that make you uncomfortable? Do you immediately get aroused? Now, again, there's no rush in answering these, but these are something that maybe you should stop and see how your mind feels, how you feel, your body feels, because we aren't encouraged about the naked body. We wear clothes all the time. And so because we have these clothes on, I feel like we've developed this false sense of security, like, oh, someone can't see my intimate sides because I'm wearing clothes. But when you come to a lifestyles event where you see people that are comfortable being naked, it can make you question if you feel comfortable being naked as well. And I bring this up because some of the questions that I tend to ask people a lot is, when do you feel sexy? How do you feel sexy? And Unfortunately, a lot of the times I get answers like, well, I don't feel sexy. I don't feel good in my own skin. And so again, I encourage you to be around somebody or at least to maybe reach out to somebody who is comfortable in their own skin. Now, I'm not saying that you have to get naked in order to prove you have confidence about yourself, but there is a different level of people that walk around naked. I really feel that. I do. Again, like there's this self-love, like here I am in my full form. So uh, yeah, but anyways, that's just one thing that I wanted to make note of, but also coming to a lifestyles event is something that can either be one event, right? You can go for a night or it's something that can be an entire weekend or an entire week. So you can do something like cruises or retreats. And there's some things that I noticed by going, which is definitely something that you have to take into consideration is how you prep and plan for something like this. Now I saw people that were in very cute costumes. I saw people that were in flats and they looked more like they were on vacation. So it really always comes down to you and what you want to do. But of course, you need to make sure you have enough outfits and comfy shoes. And for a lot of these places, glass bottles, of course, are not allowed for safety reasons. So bring something like a mug or a tumbler with a lid or something that won't break. And again, for outfits, you can consider something that makes you feel most sexy, comfortable, really anything goes. But of course, if you are going to come to one of these things, you need to make sure you have your play essentials, right? So this includes your condoms or other forms of protection, lubricants, toys. But of course, if you're planning on sharing your toy, make sure you have the appropriate plan on how you're going to clean your toys after each use. But you also need to make sure that you have your non-play essentials. So this includes things like your toothbrush and other various toiletries, even some snacks to put in your room. But I think the biggest thing that you need to bring is, of course, your attitude and how you approach things. You need to be open-minded. You need to obviously understand consent. You need to understand that as, yes, this is a party, but don't have the expectation that you're going in there to get abbreviated. There's still rules that are placed for safety, for instance, I was watching the kink playroom, right, with Martin, and you're not allowed to, if there was someone that was drunk, like really drunk or something, and 
we see that we have the authority to be like, no, please leave, or you have to take a break, or we have to remove you. We have to make sure that there's safety set in place. And also another thing about the kink room, it's also referred as a dungeon. Now, when I say the word dungeon, of course, everyone's going to think of something medieval or brick walls and gray and limestone and chains and things like that. It's not like they put us in the boiler room, guys. Like, it's not like they're like, oh, here's the dungeon. It's you guys are in the boiler room. This is where it suits. No, it's a hotel room. Okay. Typically a hotel room where it's just like an open room with sex furniture in it. And so the idea that it's a dungeon, it's the exact opposite. It's think of a hotel room and just remove all the furniture out of it and then just replace it with certain things, which Martin's stuff is great because it was like colored and bright and things like that. So think of it more as a playroom and less of a dungeon, even though it always gets referred to as a dungeon 10, like nine out of 10 times it's referred to as a dungeon. But I want you to view it more as a playroom because that is what it is, right? But yes, that's my quick little update on last weekend. But here's the information that I found on epigenetics because I also want to cover a little bit of that. I said I would. So yes, I am going to be brief on epigenetics because I do feel like this is a topic that I do want to bring someone onto the show to talk more about it because it is quite expansive. But from what I found is that epigenetics is the study of how environmental factors can influence the expression of our genes. And for this information, I followed the work of Dr. Joe DePesna. And from what I learned, yeah, is that epigenetics teaches us that we are not doomed by the genes that we have and that our mind has the power to produce physical changes. Now, in a way, we talk about this a lot on the show. We talk about how our suppressed feelings can manifest into illnesses and how the type of attention we receive has the power to build us up or to tear us down. And from my understanding, epigenetics seems to confirm this because Dr. Joe shows that when we live a life filled with negative feelings, it can lead us to all kinds of problems from panic attacks to cancer But when we live a life full of positivity and gratefulness, we have a better appreciation for life and typically a healthier life in general. And although the science behind epigenetics seems complicated with all, you know, the sciencey lingo that they throw around, it kind of seems that this branch of science has also found a way to use quantum physics to quantify feelings and the power of manifestation. Because that's essentially what it is. Like when you live in a more positive state, such as enlightenment, peace, and joy, then your body responds to that. If you're in negativity, then negative things tend to happen. But like I said, I do want to bring somebody onto the show to talk more about this because this is something that I'm not going to learn in a week. So if there is somebody out there that's leading in epigenetics or studying it, shoot me an email. I'd love to bring you on the show. But because I'm not too familiar with it and because this is such an in-depth topic, I don't want to pretend like I know more than I do. So as I learn this and as I develop and go deeper into this, I will also keep you posted and updated, but that is all I'm going to do for today on that topic. But as I said, tomorrow, Brooke Braylove is going to be back to talk about accelerated resolution therapy, also known as art and Valentine's day is coming up this week. So keep your eyes and ears out because the partition is going to be dropping something on Valentine's day, something special for everyone. So make sure to tune into that, but I will see you again this week. But that's it for me today. Thank you for listening. And I will see you in a few days. As always, stay kinky.